When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. We've got a terrific show for you tonight. This um, will shape up to be one of the best. It always is when we have Cindy McGill on the program. Cindy's a master dream interpreter. She's going to take your phone call. She'll tell you what your dreams mean. You know, maybe you've had a recurring dream. Maybe you've had a scary dream, or maybe you've just had one that confuses you. Regardless, she'll be able to tell you what they mean. Or, in some cases, in fact, I was chatting on Facebook earlier when I was announcing uh, tonight's program. Some cases, people, you're not dreaming at all. At least you can't remember. What does that mean? Well, Cindy will be able to tell us that as well. Cindy McGill, our guest tonight. Looking ahead quickly, tomorrow night, Lon Strickler will be here. He is a Fortean researcher. And he'll be talking about winged humanoid creatures that have been seen around Chicago, as well as alien disclosure. Disclosure, that's tomorrow night's program. And then Friday, of course, is a best of show. And then Monday night, Colin Dickey will be with us. He's an author and a speaker. And we'll be talking about uh, the age-old tradition of telling ghost stories at Christmas. Why did we do that? We don't seem to do it so much anymore, although it might be coming back in vogue. But it used to be quite a tradition. We'll talk about why that was the case what stories were often shared, and then we'll also talk about his books on ghosts, aliens, and the unexplained. That's Monday night's program. Tuesday and Wednesday will be best of. That's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then we'll be back Thursday night of next week for a live program. Can't go that long without hanging out with my friends uh, here at Beyond Reality Radio. So great stuff coming up. I will uh, tell you, and actually I'm going to urge you to go to YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. There's a, There are a lot of things that are coming up on the YouTube channel that uh, you won't hear on the radio. And you need to be subscribed to the channel, preferably with notifications on so you're aware of what's going on. This show streams live there every night. Plus, there's an archive of back episodes of Beyond Reality Radio on the YouTube channel. Plus, bonus content. And there will be other things coming up as well. So go to YouTube. Search for J.V. Johnson. When you find it, subscribe. It's J.V. Johnson's Beyond Paranormal is the name of the page. And uh, I'd love to have you as a subscriber. We're getting close to 3,000 subscribers. Let's get those numbers up. Make yourself one of them. It's very easy to find. Go to YouTube, search for J.V. Johnson, and subscribe. Okay, so we are going to go to break. When we come back, we'll get this conversation about dreams underway. Hey gang, it's JV here. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Beyond Reality Radio. Some of you are new to the program and some of you have been with us for years. And no matter if you're interested in ghosts, the UFO phenomenon, conspiracy discussions, or any of the other topics we explore on this program, we do it for you. Our goal here is to help find answers to some of the world's most enduring mysteries. And as we continue to bring you interviews and discussions each night, it's important that we get your feedback And even more importantly, your support. The media landscape is forever changing. And as it does, we need to be able to change with it. That's why it's important for you, 
right now to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Once on YouTube, just search for JV Johnson. You'll find it there. Subscribe. It's all free, and it'll make you part of our global community. In addition, Beyond Reality Radio is available as a podcast. Go to your favorite podcast platform and search for Beyond Reality Radio and subscribe there as well. And finally, we have an archive program that you may enjoy as well. This show can be found on major podcast platforms, and it's called Beyond Reality Paranormal. By supporting us in one or all of those places, you can be sure we'll be able to continue to deliver quality shows to you, no matter what form the media landscape takes. As a paranormal historian, I promise you the best and most entertaining conversations as we continue to hunt for the truth. Uh, welcome back to Beyond Reality Radio. Great to have you here. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thanks for being with us tonight. Our guest tonight is Cindy McGill. Cindy's a master dream interpreter. She's returning to the program she's been on before. The last time we had a great time, I'm expecting nothing less. Cindy, welcome back to Beyond Reality Radio. Great to have you here again. Oh, it's good, right? It's always good to be here. <laughs> It always is. loving being with you guys. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And uh, I love I love what you do, and I love to hear you talk about what you do, and I know our listeners enjoy the same thing. Let's, um, let's start by uh, kind of refreshing people's memories. Maybe some are new to the program, too, and haven't uh, heard you talk with us before. How did you get started doing this? Well, um, I was a dreamer. I am a dreamer, and um, I think that my husband and I started having crazy dreams. We knew that they meant something. It seemed like we couldn't shake them off. And uh, we just really began to be very curious about messages we were receiving in dreams, but we didn't know what they meant. You know, we knew it wasn't food, pizza, or whatever. So we really began to investigate and uh, realize that some dreams are dreams that, you know, just from our own soul or from our inward daily process or things are processed at night. And other dreams are supernatural. Uh, they can, uh, they are messages that come from a different realm. And so, uh, as we've explored uh, our own dream journey, we found that other people are having similar experiences, um, and it has been absolutely fascinating um, for us in, in our discovery of what we uh, think dreams can mean and how important they are and valuable. And uh, so it's it's really been a great adventure for us. You say your husband and you were having weird, crazy dreams. Were you having the same dreams? We did a couple of times. Wow. We actually dreamed the same dream. Yeah, and uh, on the same night, which was very unusual. Um, and uh, it, it really piqued our curiosity um, because we thought, all right, this is not, this can't be like just a coincidence. When it happened at least more than once, you know. Um, we thought we, we really need to delve into this and find out why are we, what is that, you know. And we began to understand that it was a, a message communicated to both of us together um, because we are one, you know, married couple, and um, it was instructional for us. So it really helped us to guide our path and to guide our life. And um, that was even um, more important, I think, as we, started to look into that as a vehicle of communication for our own pathways. So then by what I understand you're saying here is that um, dreams are not only an expression of something from within us, ourselves, uh, but it's also something that, uh, something or someone or some entity or some dimension, we'll figure out what that is as our conversation goes on, communicating with us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
absolutely. Right. And um, especially, and I get dreams by email all over the world um, just because of the book I've written and uh, talk shows I've done and and even yours. You know, I've, I've received emails from people and so many of the dreams are similar and they don't, these are from people that don't know each other. They don't have any communion or have any uh, way to know one another. And uh, I receive the dream and read them, and they're so very similar. And um, so it began to, you know, awaken me to the fact that there's something, I think it's supernatural. I think it's a supernatural experience that we're having. It's something that is beyond our own natural ability on planet Earth as humans. It's from a supernatural realm, and... um, and there's a message there, and it needs to be unpacked or, or revealed, or sometimes just having a dream told to us, we can have a, we kind of look at it as a second pair of eyes on that dream and say, let us look as an outsider uh, as to what you might be receiving that message, and let's, let's try and figure out the deeper parts of it. You know, what, what could that be telling you? So, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to think that, um, you know, and let's just use a really basic, easy-to-understand example. Uh, when we had the terrorist attacks of 9-11 and, and people uh, all over the world watched the live news reports and saw those towers come down, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be far-fetched to think a lot of people would be so bothered by that that they would have dreams about it. And therefore, you know, a lot of people would be dreaming the same thing. Um, but what you're saying here now is that these dreams that you're, that, that people are telling you about don't relate to something that everyone would have had access to or would have seen or would have talked about or had on social media? Yeah, I mean, you have both. You have uh, people that did, of course, were involved or alive during that time of 9-11. But we've also found in our, our journeys, because we interpret dreams everywhere, we go all over the place and interpret just random people, you know. Uh, we found that there were people who actually dreamed about two towers falling in New York before 9-11. And that's a whole different ballgame, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is, and they had it journaled, and they had it dated. Uh, one wow. of them was back in April, and of course, this didn't happen until September. And so, um, and it was just—it uh, almost gives you goosebumps, you know, and chills, sure. and you're like, "What is that?" And so, we begin to realize that some of the dreams uh, on that level are prophetic. They have a prophetic bent. They have a foretelling or a future forecast, you know, that that shows something that hasn't happened yet, but they're picking it up. And again, I, I believe it's from a supernatural realm. I, I believe that it comes from, um, you know, in my case, I, I would say God. And so um, not all, of course, dreams are, are from God. But, um, but in that case, when something is that specific, dated uh, in April, and then the person this has a dream, journaled it, dated it, and then in September, that very event takes place. That's going to get your attention. So I have to, I've got so many questions, and um, we only have a few minutes before the break here, but uh, let's talk about God for a second, because I don't mean this question to sound insulting to people who okay. believe God, and I'm one of them. <laughs> I am one of them. Um, but if God is willing, or God is is putting these images, and again, let's use the nine eleven example for a second. If God okay. is putting these images into people's minds, why isn't He making it a little clearer so that something can be done about it? Why put them there at all? Yeah, I know it's it's a puzzling question. 
Um, and I believe that, that oftentimes uh, people that have those types of dreams um, are able to even dream something. I've, I mean, we've heard, had, again, these experiences where they can dream something and they say every time I do about a certain person or about this certain thing, it happens. Um, you have two ways to go about it. Um, if you're a believer in God, you can begin to question and delve further into God's existence and find out what you might, or might more messages or more information being communicated. And if, it, if you're not a believer in God, then you can begin to say, uh, I'm picking up on things that could happen, and they do happen, and I dream them, and they happen, and how can I benefit or how can I um, avoid something, someone from getting in that car or getting on that plane or whatever, you know? And so we're, we're on a discovery. We're simply on yeah. a discovery. The, and I think that... Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just think we're on a discovery. And um, for me, you know, I feel that it's, it's something that I want more information about. And I, I begin to question and I want to find more. Um, and it's really interesting that people who have those type of really revealing dreams, I mean, that are really significant. Um, if, let's take the 9-11 dream, for instance. Um, person had it in April. It's so far-fetched. It seems so out, out there that you wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't probably pay much attention to something like right, that. Right, And then, you know, because it happened in September. Right. So uh, it, it'd be so one of those things where you journal, and that's where your journaling comes in, which is uh, another big element of dream interpretation, if you can journal things. Uh, you begin to uh, build a pathway about certain things that you're being alerted to. So um, I feel like, you know, we're, we're just on this supernatural journey. We don't have all the answers. I believe there's just things that are way past our finding out. Uh, we're we're, we're going to know what we can know. We're going to examine what we can examine. We're going to discover what we can discover. And, um, you know, we're along the journey We've been we've adjusted our thinking according to certain things as we've continued on down the path. So, so these pre- uh, precognitive dreams, these dreams that kind of foretell the future in some fashion, mm-hmm. how how common are they? You say you get a lot of emails. So when you get emails, I'm sure they're not all precognitive. Uh, what like what kind of percentage or frequency are you seeing this kind of prophetic dream? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think it depends. If I've been on a show, um, then uh, whoever, whatever my audience is, sometimes I'll get out of, um, let's say, 50 dreams or 200 dreams that come in. I will have probably three to four um, that are very much alike, okay, within the 200, 150 to 200 realm. Okay. Um, and so I, I begin to, of course, flag them. And I go, okay, I want to, I want to put these dreams up against one another and look at this because this one's from England and this one is from Alabama. (laughs) I mean, and so I'm like, what they, and I know they don't know each other. Um, and, um, they'll come in within a week's period of time or something like that. So I'm going to say, and that's just a real rough guess, but yeah, probably three to four, maybe, 
uh, out of a, 150 to 200 people, I'll have some very similar about a specific area. Uh, um, I was on a show probably maybe eight years ago, um, and the audience was vast. It was pretty big. It was, I don't, I don't even know how many people it reached, but, um, I started getting emails, uh, in right away. And within a week's period of time, um, there, there were four or five emails about New York city. Wow. And then I went to a coffee shop just to interpret dreams for fun on a Friday night. <laughs> That's, what we do. Was a... That's what you do for fun on a Friday night. I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, you know, when you're on this journey, sometimes not every Friday night, but yeah. And um, there was a woman in the coffee shop who was a nurse at a hospital in town. And she had, she told me a dream very similar to the four or five dreams that I had received via email from that particular show. And she hadn't listened to the program. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Tonight, we're talking with Cindy McGill, Master Dream Interpreter. Her website is her name, cindymcgill.org. And her book is called What Your Dreams Are Telling You, Unlocking Solutions While while You Sleep. Uh, Cindy, our phone lines are filling up. But before we start talking to folks, what um, you told us how you got started. But how long ago did all of this start to come together for you? Um. Uh, are you talking about when we begin to, it, it started to click and we started to understand what dreams yeah, actually when, when, meant? When you started to to interpret dreams for other people, I guess, is really the... Probably the, the late 90s, I'm going to say, yeah. I think it all started around the mid-90s uh, when we really started paying attention, uh, when it felt like we were just um, under a waterfall of dreams yeah. every night. And uh, that's when it, it really uh, awakened us to the fact that we're receiving messages and we need to know what these are. And it was almost, um, it almost made us mad, you know, a little bit like, why are we getting all these things and we don't know what they mean? So probably the interpretation part began to uh, click in probably the late, I'm going to say 98, 97, 98. Okay, let's jump to our phone lines. This is Terry. Terry's in South Carolina. Hey, Terry, welcome to the program. Hi. You're on with Cindy. I probably didn't. Hey. Um, hey. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. I'm, good. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I was just um, going to ask about a dream that I'd had. I, I kept having the same dream like when I was little or younger or whatever. And um, I remember asking my mom if we, um, if she remembered, it was like we were in a car and I was a a little girl and we were sitting in a car and um, I kept seeing this woman like walking over a hill, kind of like staggering or whatever. And she had a, like a empty can in her hand or like a garbage can or whatever in her hand. And I kept having that dream. And my mom would say, no, that never happened. That never happened. And then probably like 10 or 15 years ago, um, I was walking, I uh, was walking up a hill and it was like I was seeing myself doing it. And I, it dawned on me that I, that was the same thing that I had saw, saw in my dream. It was like I saw myself. Hmm. That's interesting. So was, yeah. Kind of like a deja vu, um, a yeah, little bit yeah. maybe. I mean, here you've uh, dreamed it uh, as a little girl. Um, it just goes to tell us that 
you know, all of our days are numbered. And so uh, there's no time outside of our, our natural reality, you know, in space. Um, there's really no time. And so um, basically you were, I think, projecting or fast-forwarding. You probably have a gift that you were born with. And uh, just to be able to see that your life is, um, you know, you're going to be living your life. And as you do, uh, certain things that you uh, knew as a little girl, your innocence, you were small, you were young, you were in the car, and you had that repetitive dream. And I believe that it was just giving you a glimpse into your future to tell you you're on the right track. This is exactly what you're meant to do. This is where you're meant to be. And so it was just playing out for you. Um, and also, I think it would qualify you, give me more um, of an assurance to say, uh, make sure that you begin to, if you're not already, make sure that you journal your dreams because uh, you're getting messages that are advanced, um, you know, about your mm-hmm. own life and possibly the life of other people. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, but um, I, I mean, I really didn't know what to do with it, I guess, but... I mean, that's just one one dream that stuck with me, and I didn't know. I mean, I've I've had uh, some people to say you that they think I'm intuitive or whatever you call it. I'm not even sure what that means, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think everybody's yeah. got a bit of a different definition. Uh, Terry, thank you so much for the phone call from South Carolina. We appreciate you uh, checking in with us again. The phone number is eight four four six eight seven seven six six nine. Cindy, take a minute and you just tell us about the book. What if if someone is interested in this topic in general? What's the book going to do for them? Oh, the book is going to be very easy for them to read. It's going to be very easy for them to begin to understand the simpler ways of interpreting dreams. Um, I've given a lot of examples of dreams that we've received. Uh, we actually created a documentary um, that we showed during the Sundance Film Festival one year, probably around eight years ago. Um, and so some of the dreams that we received on the streets of the Sundance Film Festival are actually in the book as well. So there will not only be um, instruction on how to interpret your dreams, but there's also examples of dreams that, that say, for instance, here's this, uh, there was a situation we encountered, here was a person who had this dream, and here was what it meant. So um, it's really something that would benefit a broad audience. Um, anyone could, could read it. And then at the back, I do have a dream journal that I created where you date, especially repetitive dreams, where you date your dream, you, uh, when you had the dream, and then when did you have it again, and make sure that you journal in between that time so you can see the life lived that you've done. And then it, it begins to put a puzzle together, like a piece of a puzzle, where you can see your life being mapped out, so to speak, by your dreams. All right, let's go to Joe. Um, let's go to Joe, who's in Buffalo, New York. Hey, Joe, welcome to the program. You're on with Cindy McGill. How you doing, J.B.? Great, thank you. Yes, my, uh, the recurrent dream. I've been having a recurrent dream which hasn't been too recurrent lately. I'd say about 15 to 20 years ago, I'd have it like every six months or so. And actually, the dream was I was just driving, and all of a sudden I'd be on a bridge, and the bridge would just kind of go up, up. And I'm thinking, I don't think this bridge was this tall, you know. And all of a sudden, it reached the top, and I'd realize there's nothing below me. And all of a sudden, down I'd go, you know, and I would wake up like I'm, Yikes. Thinking I'm drowning, you know. 
And then I had other ones similar to it. I'd be driving, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm driving like near a lake, and all of a sudden, I'm thinking about taking a shortcut. I'm thinking, yeah, I could kind of drive to the other side of the lake. I know how to get on a road. But all of a sudden, I think about a shortcut, and I find myself driving through the lake on a road, and I'm thinking, this is strange. A road in the lake, I know it's, it's strange, but I'm going along with the dream, right? I'm thinking it's real. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I noticed I'm... I'm being overtaken by this water, and I wake up again. You know, I'm thinking, how the heck did I end up here? You know, I knew it was mm. even in the dream. I didn't feel right, and, um, and then those kind of went away. And then I had another couple of dreams, which were recurring for a while, where I'd find myself talking to a couple of friends and having a good time out, like in the country area. And all of a sudden, somebody'd say, "Okay, we'll catch you guys later. See you later." And away they'd go. I'd get my car. And I had no idea where I'm at. I feel like completely lost. And I'm thinking, what town am I in? You know, and I get like panicky, mm-hmm. really. And then mm. I kind of wake up with a cold sweat and then realize, yeah. hey, where did that come from? So it was, and I think about it every so often. And it's not that they're, as I get older, you know, I, they're not that recurrent. But for a while, they seem to be like back to back. And I was just wondering if you have any idea what would have brought on being on a bridge. And all of a sudden, seeing the bridge fall out from underneath underneath you, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you feel, um, wow. yeah, yes. It probably has to do since you had them. Uh, it seems like in a space of time, it could have been when you were in transition, or you were taking risks, or you had uh, unexplained uh, pathways that you weren't sure about, but you knew that you needed to examine them or go that direction. And um, I wonder, whenever it's kind of like a falling dream, a little bit, you know how you're. You, you feel like you're just falling off of a cliff and you don't know where you're going to land and that kind of thing. That's what the bridge tells me about bridges also are transition places, similar to hallways. Um, and it feels like that you were, you were going along in your car and then all of a sudden uh, everything, the bottom dropped out or something just wasn't right or it just didn't seem like it was. And usually it's when you're in transition in your life. You're making decisions or things are happening or things out of your control are coming toward you, um, any number of things. It could be your job. It could be your, uh, your environment. You could be moving into a new home, to a new state. You could be, um, you know, taking a risk or jumping off into something that you're not sure about. You think it looks okay, but you're not really sure if it's going to benefit you or if it's really going to be the way. But you take the jump anyway, like driving across the water, and then all of a sudden you're engulfed in water. Um, and I think that because you had them in a period of time, it probably was uh, identifying something that was going on at that time because you're not having them now, you said. Right. I had one maybe about six months ago, but not the last one I had was the one where I was with the friends in this country area, and all of a sudden we said, you didn't I know where you were. And the way I went. And I was sure I knew where I was going. All of a sudden I realized, where am I? What? I don't even know what town I'm in. I don't even, I have no idea, like, uh, what route am I on, you know? And then I right. wake up, I wake up out of that dream, you know? And yeah. still lost. Woke up with having no idea where was I, what town were we in when we were talking, you know? It's just yeah. complete. Well, a dream like that, what you just told me, would tell me that you're getting ready to get some real solid direction. So you're not going to be lost. You're going to actually find, you're going to have some, some solid steps to take in the for your future days, um, and uh, because anytime you have a dream like that where you're lost and you feel like 
I don't really know where I'm going. An answer is just around the corner. It's just getting ready to happen for you so that you're going to know exactly what you're, where you are, what you're doing, and where you're meant to be. And you'll be at the right place at the right time for the right event. Joe, things are getting prepared. Yeah, Joe, mm-hmm. thank you so much for the phone call and sharing those dreams with us. Cindy, before we go back, uh, go to the next caller here, I just want to kind of follow up on the last caller we had. Why do some of these dreams recur over you know, a period of time and then just suddenly stop? Is that common? It is common, and oftentimes it's, it's uh, to do with a season that you're in in your life. So, um, you know, the more important or, or the more transitional, I would say, a season is in your life, the more you're going to have reoccurring dreams. And the reason you have reoccurring dreams is because a message is trying to get your attention. It's trying to get to you, to show you or to give you some help or, or give you a, a, a look into some things you could be facing or going into or, and again, a lot of it is is uh, seeking it out, like, why am I having this dream over and over and over again? Um, and, um, you know, I have my own understanding about that. I believe, you know, I have a whole chapter in my book. We talked a little bit earlier about that, of when God gives a dream. And, um, and I think that sometimes God's trying to get a message to us. Right, right. He's trying to say to us, hey... Pay attention, because this is going to help you. <laughs> Wake up figuratively. All right, let's go to the phone line again. This is uh, Crystal in Salt, Le- Salt Lake City, Utah. Hey, Crystal, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? Great. What's on your mind? Okay, so um, I was kind of wondering what my dream, dream last night was. Like, every time I fall asleep, I would get attacked. This is last night? Was, this was last night. Okay. And there was an old guy, an old guy that said he was going to keep on poking me. I don't know who it was, but I was getting touched. I couldn't get it off me. My my daughter even had to wake me up like I was screaming. Well, well that's certainly unpleasant. Um, just so you know, um, Cindy, we only have about th- four minutes here uh, before we have to go to our top of the hour break. So, what do you think okay. about uh, what do you think about Crystal's dream? Sounds sounds kind of nasty. Uh, yeah, it wasn't anyone that you recognized. It was just some foreign person, an older person. Yeah, it was an old Packing man. You. I have no clue who it was. Yeah. Usually if it's an older person, it has to do with generational stuff. I know that sounds weird, but it's because it's grown. It's old. It's got some kind of, um, it thinks it has right to come in and, and torment you in your sleep. And, um, and the good part is you can flip that around and realize that you're, the reason why it's happening now is because you're getting ready to move into something now where that won't torment you anymore. In other words, you're going to grow out of it. You're going to grow up. You're going to stand up. You're going to stand up to it and realize that whatever the past, whatever was generationally in your past, is not going to affect you. It's not going to affect your future or your life or your family or anything else. And um, I believe that it's a turning point for you right now. I think it's something that you're going to wake up and you're going to realize this has no bearing on me. That might have been something that happened uh, or that was uh, uh, that thought it could come in and torment me that has been generational, but it is no longer affecting me or my family or anyone else in my future days and days ahead. Mm-hmm. That's why it was old. And these things are, I just call them fear-based dreams, but it has some significance in the fact that it was old. If it was just 
you know, a, a being or a shadow or something like that, it would have a different meaning. But because it was an older man, it, it tells me something about it being generational or something that's been following your family line. Um, I would investigate. I would talk to some of my relatives, uh, aunts, uncles, mother, dad, whatever, and find out, is this something that you've wrestled with? Is this something that you've also had an experience with? Okay, yep, Crystal, yeah. does that help? Yeah, a little. Okay. Uh, it sounds like you might be a little bit afraid. I, I'd, I'd follow uh, Cindy's advice, and maybe you'll get some answers that way. Uh, thanks for calling, and thanks for sharing that. We have a bunch of people still on hold. We don't have time before this next break to go to any of those phone calls. So if you're on hold, please wait patiently. We will get to your calls after the break. And the phone number is 844-687-7669. Cindy, where can people get your book? They can get it um, on my website, org. Uh, or you can get it on Amazon.com. It's just um, we have it, and I think they've even got it um, in Barnes and Noble in certain stores. You can check around and see. But those two places for sure: my website and uh, Amazon. You can get the book. And do, do you offer uh, private readings, private sessions, or I guess not readings, but uh, analysis for people if they go to the website? Can they get a hold of you for that? Yes, yes. There is a small charge. Just. Because sure. it does take my time, and of it course. also I spend a lot of time trying to help them. Uh, oftentimes, several uh, emails to try and help them uh, discover what their dream could mean. There's a small little fee, but um, it just helps us with our our efforts. And yes, they can and they can send a dream in, and I think it's about a thirty dollar charge or something, but. But it's worth it. Right. Okay, that's great. And again, the website is cindymcgill.org, not .com, it's .org. And another uh, reminder to go to the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and search for J.V. Johnson. It's very easy to find, and it's kind of important. We want you to go there and subscribe, and uh, once you do, you'll be treated to uh, about 450 back episodes. Plus, you can catch the show as a live stream on YouTube every night we air live. And there's a great chat room that is a part of that live stream, which is a lot of fun as well. Again, go to YouTube, search for J.V. Johnson. Be sure to subscribe. Cindy, before we start jumping back to phone calls, I, you know, one of the things I find about your work and when I read more about what you do and how you do it, you really take helping people very, very seriously, don't you? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, that's I really, noble, right? I, that's I love to see people come alive. You know, I feel like just in life alone, we face so many pressures, so many difficult times, so many things. Um, and there's always a silver lining somewhere. And I'm, I'm hoping, I guess my uh, approach to dream interpretation is to even if a negative dream is told to me, we can always see the opposite side of it and um, begin to give people something to look forward to and give them a hope. Let's go to the phones. This is Rick from Florida. Hey, Rick, welcome to the program. You're on with Cindy McGill. Uh, yes, uh, thanks for taking my phone call. Thanks for being patient. Okay. Yes, well, you're quite welcome. I uh, like to share the strangest dream I ever had in my life. Uh, it occurred on April the 26th, 1986. I was visiting my parents in Dayton, Ohio. I was living in Lansing, Michigan at the time. And while I was at my parents sleeping, I had this nightmare. I had these, uh, like, three uh, gangsters that were beating me up. And they were, like, beating me to death. And all at once, Broderick Crawford appeared in my dream. 
And he started throwing these guys off of me, and they started jumping on him, and he was fighting them. And he told me to run, get out of here, get out of here. So I woke up, and I never dreamed about him before. And I thought, boy, that was you know quite a quite a dream. Right, it scared the hell out of me. And so then I uh, packed my things up, and I was heading back to my place in Michigan, and uh, I was on the road. And right at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, the news came on, and the first thing they said was, Broderick Crawford died last night. Now, I'd like to know, do you think that's a coincidence, or, or what's your thoughts about a dream like that? Wow. That's interesting. Um, uh, Broderick Crawford, I'm not uh, familiar with him. Was he a boxer or a fighter? Uh, he was an actor. He, he was... Uh, uh, famous for uh, Highway Patrol back in oh, uh, like okay. uh, late fifties, sixties. So TV series. He played in other movies also, but hmm. that was his main role uh, in that TV series. So you would have known him as like a an officer or a, a, a policeman well, or I, something like that. Well I, well, I knew him from other movies too, but you know I. Yeah, he mostly played like like a, an officer, police officer, mm. and uh, you know I, I used to watch the program with my dad when I was a kid. That's interesting. And, yeah, I'm going to say that um, I think the the dream is probably twofold. One, um, it was probably identifying uh, the fact that that because he did die that morning or that next day or whatever it was. Um, you know that that you have a, a gift, uh, the ability to um, to know things or to see things before they happen, and and uh, mm-hmm. also because you invested in him as a child, knowing uh, his different characters that he would play, you've been given divine protection. Um, and because gangsters were beating you up, and you said it was in April twenty sixth, nineteen eighty six, and right. uh, I believe that it has something to do with um, with. Uh, with a period of time in your life when you became aware of the fact that you, you have divine protection, you've got something that is um, fighting battles for you, that you're not all alone, that you're not, um, uh, you're not open or, or you're not going to be taken out by attack. Um, and so that's one message of that dream. And the other message is that you um, have a, a gift on the mm-hmm. inside of you um, that was you were probably born with, and you didn't even realize it. And uh, the fact that that was such a vivid dream, and you've remembered it for so long, uh, it's awakened in you because the man, the, that particular actor, ended up dying the next day. So, um, yeah, I, I I think it's positive in the fact that um, in your specific dream, you were not being taken out. You felt like you were all alone. You felt like you were hopeless. You felt like you were being attacked by by uh, gangsters, people coming out of nowhere. But you right. had protection. You had divine protection, protection that came from a source you didn't expect. Um, and so that's going to continue on with you the rest of your life, you know, mm-hmm. um, which should be a comfort to you, actually, um, but also that you have that gift operating in you. Rick, have you had since that date? I mean, that was what? Um, what are we talking about? Thirty-three years ago. 
Have you had mm-hmm. since that that particular dream and any other dreams that you might be considered uh, prophetic in any way? Uh, I, yeah, I've had I, I've had uh, some others. Uh, I was in the army, and uh, I had uh, a dream like where I see uh, some soldiers. They look like ghosts. And uh, they come to, to visit me, and they they wanted me to go with them. And uh, I, I would wake up, you know. Uh, mm. And uh, yeah. But the one that really has really uh, I think about quite often is the one with Broderick Crawford. I yeah. often wonder if maybe if he hadn't showed up in the dream, if I might have died that night myself. I don't, you know. No, it seemed like no. It was that's highly real. likely. I mean, unlikely. That's that that um, that would be stretching it, you know. But I could see where you would uh, want to know that. But yeah, I think it has more to do with um, you're being shown something. Um, you were actually being shown something because um, you know it. Um, again, you said you used to watch TV with your dad, and he was an actor, and he played those parts. You know, kind of the 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 good guy, you know, and um, he showed up and took guy. care of your gangsters. Yeah, Rick, thanks so yeah. much. Yeah, thanks for sharing that for that, and uh, thanks for the phone call. We appreciate you listening as well. Uh, let's see, do we have time to take one more before a break? Uh, yeah, I think we do. Let's go to uh, Anthony. Anthony's in in Atlanta. Hey, Anthony, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? Great, thank you. You're on with Cindy. Hey, Cindy. Um, I just have a quick quick dream. Um, so I've had this dream three times, uh, three three occurrences for the dream. My mother passed a year and a half ago, and in the first two dreams, she came to me uh, wearing all white. Um, I couldn't make out anything that she was saying, and probably a few weeks ago, I had another dream. In the dream, I was shot twice, Ooh. and my mother came to me wearing all white, and basically she was comforting. Hmm. Uh, do you know where you were when in the third dream when you were shot? Were you at your house? Were you outside I, somewhere? I, was, I just know that I was out. Um, I was laying on the ground, and when I looked up, my mother was behind me. Mm-hmm. She was behind you. Yeah. Yes. Um, usually when we have dreams about loved ones like that, you said she died recently or not too long ago. Um, it has to do with, um, you know, the nurturing part of a mom coming and giving you comfort. Um, the fact that you were, you were shot. Did you say that you had this dream just recently, like three weeks ago or something? Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, you know, um, you probably want to, uh, mm, you know, I, I would say just just be cautious about where places that you go and things like that. I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think that that you're going to be shot. In fact, um, I would think that you're going to be uh, you're going to be protected from anything that would try and come against you and take your life early. I think that you're going to live a full life and you're going to have that. I think the fact that your mother came and she was behind you that tells me it's something of the past, but it's a comfort. It's something that only moms can do. Only mothers can comfort like mothers can comfort. 
Uh, no one really else can do that. Um, and I feel like uh, it could be uh, shots when you dream about being shot or something like that. It could also mean that people are taking pot shots at you, some kind of um, a verbal attack or something like that, some sort of something that would try and compromise your current life. Uh, but I believe that you're you're going to uh, find yourself walking in um, in in a almost an overcoming level where you're not going to be taken out and uh, I, and your mom uh, will be, you know, a comfort. She's still going to, her voice and her, what she did and what she said and how she was with you on this earth will still be a comfort um, to you. But I don't believe it has anything to do with her showing up and it's a sign or anything like that, that you're going to be joining her. I, I don't pick that up. I don't sense that. Um, in my in my own understanding of what you're telling me, I just think that it um, it just has to do with uh, you know with you being able to 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 uh, overcome it or not be subjected to that kind of thing. Anthony, did you and, feel um, comfort from the dream when your mother appeared? Did it comfort you? Do you ha- did you have that sensation either during the dream or when you woke up? Yeah, the first the first two dreams, you know, my mother passed from ovarian cancer, and um, I spoke to her Tuesday. She passed Saturday, that Saturday, and I and I we didn't know, and you know, so she was on life support, and mm. you know, I, I've been dealing with it for the last year and a half. It's just been it's been really tough. So those dreams had woken me in the middle of the night when she came to me. And the only thing I can take from it is that she she is okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really the only thing I can take from it is that she's okay. Well, I think that's I think that's a good thing to take from it, and uh, I I'm sorry for your loss. I feel your pain because I lost my mother not long ago as well, and I waited a long time before I had a dream. I was looking forward to get having a dream about my mother after she passed. And it took uh, over, oh gosh, I think it was over a year and a half, maybe even two years before I started dreaming about her. But when it, when they came, they were very comforting. This is Mark. Mark's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Mark, welcome to the program. Hey, <clears throat> excuse me, thanks. Um, I have a quick question, and, and it's basically if, um, I'm sorry, your, your guest name? Cindy and, McGill. Cindy is our guest okay. tonight. Cindy, Cindy. If Cindy has ever heard of this before, okay, so about, uh, I'm going to say about three or four years ago, all all of a sudden, and ever since then, I randomly get snippets of dreams that I've had. They, I, I think maybe I pinned it back at, at 15 years, even 15 years ago, dreams that I could have never come up with, totally forgot about. But when they drop in my head for a second, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of I do remember that. Um, and it's just weird. I mean, sometimes I'll get two or three in a row. So, Mark, what and you're I, saying is you, you'll be dreaming and during... No, 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 I'm wide awake. Oh, you're wide awake and these, I'm, I'm these are coming like, back yeah, to I'm you. Yeah, I'm just going around minding my own business and all of a sudden, boom, I, I, I dream from 10 years ago. Not the whole thing, obviously, but just a part of it. And I'm like, wow. You ever heard of that? Yes. <laughs> you have? Yes, I have. Yeah, you need oh, my Oh, thank book. God. I thought I was the only um, person. <laughs> um, yeah, that happens a lot, actually. Um, 
you know, all most of our lives, we at least I'll speak for myself. Um, I would have dreams too, like this, and then all of a sudden, um, when we started having an avalanche of them, I started knowing that they're very valid. They have messages. They have life messages for us, oftentimes. And in your case, that's exactly what this is. These are dreams that just pop into your head. You're going about your business, and all of a sudden, you remember you had a dream about that. That's why journaling would be really important for you, because you can go back, and you can actually read when you had that dream, and it'll give you the rest of the story. Um, Oftentimes, people will tell me, oh, I don't dream, or I forget, or I never remember my dreams. Well, it's a value system. If you put value on them and you know that they have messages for you that are life messages, you'll begin to remember them more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that's what's happening to you. Um, you're, you're getting, I call it prophetic recall. It's like you, oh. your spirit knows that you've gotten a dream, but your mind doesn't really always remember it. But your spirit's alive, too, and it'll re- revisit that dream yeah. and wake you up to it. Real quick, so is is a dream probably that I had 10 years ago, meant nothing to me at the time, totally forgot about it, but it was like I was I was in Chicago and I was uh, checking into a hotel or something, going up an elevator in a skyscraper, and I look out and there's another skyscraper, like a you know stone's throw away from me, but it's a glass one, but it's missing half the glass. It's like apartments and there are people that are none too happy because they're in an apartment with no window and 70 stories up and... It's just weird. But, you know, it just dropped back into consciousness 10 years later, you know, minding my own business. And it was just weird. And I just hope that I'm not wasting, you know, I hope I don't have 15 years worth of dreams uh, taking up space in my brain. That's a lot of memory, you know. (laughs) That's a lot of information for sure. Um, but no, you, but you, you it, say that, it wouldn't be that. Yeah, you say it's not that unco- that's not uncommon to recall dreams from years ago, uh, Cindy. No, okay. no, they're not. It's not uncommon because uh, the ones that are really going to mean something are going to be branded on the inside of you. Um, on on dreams, the documentary that we have actually on my website, you can see it. You can uh, actually get it as a download. Um, and uh, there was a man who told us a dream. He was at the Sundance Film Festival. He had a dream thirty years ago okay, from the time we, we talked with him. And he recalled the dream just as if he'd had it the night before we saw him. Wow. I mean, it was that clear. That vivid. And he couldn't forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. hey, Mark, thank you for sharing that. Let's go to Randall. Randall's in Lake City, Florida. Hey, Randall, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I uh, This has been kind of an interesting night for me. Um, I, I just happened to turn on the radio. Normally, I don't. I don't listen to programs like this, uh, but I have in the past. And I, uh, I was listening to the fellow that was sharing a, about Broderick Crawford, and I thought it was so interesting. And I, I thought if, he, if they give the number over the radio, I've got to call in on this because I, uh, I had an experience. Um, I was uh, living in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, I would say I would have been... I don't remember how old I was. I, I, I wasn't that old, maybe a, a young teenager or some, somewhere in there. Anyway, it was in the paper that Broderick Crawford was in Falls, South Dakota, visiting a relative. And it gave the address um, 
on the in the paper, or somehow my folks knew about it, and they told my me and my sister about it. And I remember that program as a kid. It was I think it was called Highway Patrol, and he was kind of a heavy set patrolman. And I I could just visualize his face because my sister and I walked up to the house where he was staying with the relatives, and we knocked on the door, and they opened the door, let us in, and we got to talk with him, and I got his autograph. (laughs) And we went on home. Oh, wow. And (laughs) the only other time I'd have that is when my folks said something similar is, uh, Tony Dow from Leave It to Beaver. I got his autograph <laughs> on uh, an island outside of California that we visited to, and happened to see him there. Wow! <laughs> but anyway, it I, it was so interesting. I'm a Christian, and dreams you know dreams are in the Bible. But, uh, it's it's a way you know you could you could have bad dreams, you can have good dreams, but the Lord could speak to you on something and. Uh, a dream that I had years ago in similar dreams is when I had come to the Lord and then I started backsliding from Him. And one time I, I had this Dodge Dart GT, 1967, and in the car I was going like 80 to 100 miles an hour backwards. Wow. And a lot of times when, you, when I've had dreams, I'll have them just before I wake up. And that those dreams, if I will log on to it and think about it, it's like it's stuck in my brain. And sometimes yeah. I've written dreams down that way. And mm-hmm. uh, I felt like the Lord was saying to me, you are going in a wrong, you're going backwards. Mm-hmm. Get on track. Come back to me. I love you. And I've had, I've had dream, other dreams similar where I used to run routes through the years, uh, milk routes, and uh, I was had a Schwann route where I delivered door to door, and I'd have dreams that were kind of frustrating, like I couldn't get through the route, or all of a sudden I was confused, and all of a sudden I was running these routes, and I wasn't getting through it, and there was nothing I could do about it, and just odd dreams like that that were similar in different situations, and I felt like the Lord was telling me too, you know, just to get back on track and do what's right, and everything will go well for you. Anyway, I thought I'd call and share that because I thought that was so interesting about Frederick Crawford. That is interesting. Yeah, thank you, Randall, for sharing that with us. Um, I just want to ask uh, Cindy, uh, basically what Randall was saying there is that he clearly feels those messages are coming from God, and uh, they're helping uh, shape his life in a certain way. But I also want to ask about what he said. He tends to remember the dreams that happened just before he wakes up. Is that when we remember most of our dreams? Yes, I think so. I know it is for me. Um, I I remember. I mean, let's. I mean, yes, for myself and and I think many many people we find that the the clearest dream or the most significant dream or the one we're gonna uh, have the it's gets most impact on us is the one just before we wake up. However. You get with the young kids, like our kids, I'm going to say 20s, you know, late teens, 20s, uh, early 30s, whatever. They have five and six dreams a night, and they can recall every one of them. And so, um, you know, they'll, they'll even wake up sometimes. And uh, when we first started doing this, we were also uh, getting a few dreams in a night, and we'd have a lighted pen mm-hmm. and paper by our bed 
so that we didn't have to turn the light on to write a dream down. Um, and usually, you know, end up going to the bathroom or whatever, you know, too. You come back, you write part of the dream down, you go back to sleep, and you start having either a continuance of the dream or you have another dream. So um, for me, nowadays, um, the most significant dream are the ones that's going to make uh, an impact on me or something I need to pay attention to will be just before I wake up. Let's go to mm-hmm. Dwayne. Dwayne's in New Orleans, Louisiana. Hey, Dwayne, welcome to the program. How are you? Terrific. You're on with Cindy. Okay. How are you doing, Miss Cindy? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, okay, so I have very lucid and tangible dreams. Like, I can feel temperatures. I can uh, feel textures, see color, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I had a dream one night. I had a dream one night that I was walking down the street and I turned a corner. And when I turned the corner... There, my friends were lined up across the street, like shoulder to shoulder, and they were wearing black trench coats. So I was like, hey, guys, how's it going? And they ripped their trench coats open, and they were just stacked with guns. And they they started shooting at me, and I could actually feel every bullet hit me, Uh, you know, the searing sharp pains of being shot. I could see pieces of me being flown off. And I figured as soon as I could turn the corner where I came from, I would wake up. But getting there was the chore. I finally made it around the corner and I woke up and I was, it did that thing where you sit up and you start checking yourself for bullet hole, you know? So Sure. Um, yeah. It feels so real. And yeah, it, it, it yeah, it was just, uh, like I said, I could feel that it was a warm, sunny day and, you know, the street, all the colors of a natural city. And so what do you think that means? Or should I just go check yeah. myself into a mental Well, first thing, right first thing I'll say, Dwayne, is you need to find better friends. Um, because if your <laughs> friends are going to have guns under their trench coats and start uh, shooting at you, well, you need better friends. But, Cindy, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think it probably has to do with... Uh, a time in your life, um, I'm not sure how long ago you had this, uh, but uh, something where uh, betrayal, uh, just people that you thought you could trust uh, ended up taking uh, shots at you. And uh, some people would say uh, a dream like that would be, well, I was stabbed in the back, you know, has to do with words, has to do with uh, some, something to try and trip you up or unassuming you weren't, you weren't expecting that. Um, and um, everyone has, has had something like that at times, just out of nowhere, uh, just someone that you thought you could trust or people that you thought you could trust or a work situation um, were just turned, you know. And um, But, it, it, and again, uh, let's flip it around and let's say that it's because you have a purpose and you have something that you need to do, and so you're being shown something. You're being shown that, hey, Um, This is not the crowd or the tribe that you're going to be connected with as you proceed into this new, um, into this new arena or new season that you're walking into. So um, I I think it gives, it shows me a little bit about your purpose and um, the fact that, you know, you're just, you may have people that betray you or, 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 or act weird, you know, or have hidden things, uh, hidden uh, weapons that would try and come against you to try and sabotage or take your your spot or trip you up or whatever. But um, you're coming into a season where 
uh, those people just aren't going to be going with you uh, in that time. So um, I think it, it has a greater purpose. And uh, it's interesting, too, because we are moving into a new decade. Uh, this is a brand new time. It's a new era. And so it's 2020. And I like that because it, it, I think of it as, as perfect vision, um, where we're going to be uh, stepping into now uh, seeing things more clearly than we've ever seen them before. And um, so I would say that that's what your dream tells me, too, that you're, you're going to have, um, you're going to learn from it, you know, so to speak, and be able to understand and know, okay, well, then these just aren't the uh, people that I need to be, to be with. So, um, and they were your friends. And had it just been just a bunch of guys and you didn't know them, it would have a different meaning. But these were people that you thought you could trust. And you even greeted them. And you said, hey, guys, you know this and that. So um, uh, I just feel like that you're going to be probably transitioning into something brand new people, uh, new alignments, new assignments, new appointments. Everything is going to start uh, lining up for you. Uh, that, that these will be the people, the new ones will be the ones that will help you through your journey uh, for the future days. Dwayne, thanks for the phone call. We have to let you go because we're just running out of time here. Uh, Cindy, it's been great having you on again. It always is. And uh, once again, your, you. your book is is called What Your Dreams Are Telling You. Now, do you have uh, anything else in the works you want to let people know about? Uh, well, we're doing a lot of workshops. We're doing trainings. And so you know, if, if people want to have a, a, a class where we actually come in and we teach you and teach dream interpretation to a group, your business, your groups, or whatever, you know, 100 people or whatever you want, uh, we, can, we can make a, a, you know, a time to come in and begin to, to do some one-on-one. I love the workshops because they're very personable, uh, they're very relational, and people get so much out of them. Um, and like I said, dreams are inexhaustible. You, you're just, uh, it's just going to be a lifelong journey of learning how to interpret and hearing people's hearts and hearing what they, uh, you know, their situations and being able to offer help um, or, or give them, like I said, the silver lining, you know, in a dream course. So that's, that's going to be coming up this next year, too. We're going to increase our dream training. And um, I've had... Dream teams, um, since we started doing this, I had 50 dream interpreters on the streets at the Sundance Film Festival, and they were from all over the world. And we got together and began to compare notes about the dreams we got, and they were so fun. It was, it was just so, um, it was rich. It was a fun time. And um, so, anyway, it's just something to do. It's something great to do. Yeah, and, and are the, um, is that information on your website as well? It is, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so the website is cindymcgill.org. Cindy, I hope you'll agree to come back at some point, and I hope you have a great Christmas. Of course. Thank you. You too. Merry Christmas to you and to your family and all the listeners and everyone. I just hope it's a great year. I should have asked what dreams of sugar plums dancing in your head means uh, when we had Cindy on, um, because a lot of people have those dreams around this time of year. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to be talking with Lon Strickler. He's a Fortean researcher, and we'll talk about his research of winged humanoid creatures that have been appearing around Chicago, as well as alien disclosure. And whenever we start talking about winged humanoid creatures, the Mothman discussion can't be far 
behind. That's tomorrow night's program. Of course, Friday is a best of. And I hope everybody has a great weekend. But we will see you tomorrow night. So take care. Have a great night. And tomorrow night, it's winged humanoid creatures right here on Beyond Reality Radio.